So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss M and I will be discussing Season 9, Episode 14 of 90 Day Fiance. In this episode, Ari and Benny make a final decision about their wedding. Kara's bachelorette party is full of worry. Muhammad doesn't really get Eve's fire ceremony. Thais deals with the fallout of telling Dad about her plans. Jabri and Miona kind of get kicked out of the house. Shida tells Bilal what modifications she wants for the prenup. And Temperature has some life advice for Kobe. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a 5-star rating and subscribe. Alright, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy! Hello, Miss M. Hi, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Not too bad, not too bad. We haven't talked to you in a while. I mean, I actually have talked to you very recently because this is our second time recording this. Um, <laughs> since we had audio issues with the first one, I spent all night editing it. It just sounded terrible. So we're doing the whole thing again. Yeah, apparently um, I'm uh, I'm not so good with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I, I said before. I said it when the last time I recorded, Miss H is going to be off grid for a couple of weeks. So it's going to be me with guests. Uh, maybe it'll be Miss M next time. Maybe it won't. We're not quite sure yet. Um, but it's going to be me with guests the next couple of weeks. And then, you know, it's the time of travels and everything like that. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our first couple. Let's just jump in. We'll talk, I'm going to start talking about um, Ari and Vicky. So it's almost the end of their 90 days. And Ari and Benny have to get married well, pretty much ASAP while also still deciding if they even want to get married. So Ari is sitting down, like they do this weird like framing thing where she's sitting down to write her wedding vows in a journal. And she says, vows, at the top of the journal page. And then they kind of do a flashback of a bunch of scenes I expected to see in the show, like her shopping for her wedding dress, her trying to invite Leandro to the wedding, who apparently is not going to be able to make it. And them, like, looking at the venue. It's a lot of the stuff we usually see in the show instead of, you know, MMA fighting. So she says they've been going through the motions of wedding planning, but still aren't sure if they want to go through with it. So Benny's kind of on the same noncommittal page and thinks that maybe the two of them are just too different for a marriage between them to work. So when we see him, he's sewing together a suit for Avi, uh, who he would, you know, have to give up his, more or less give up his relationship with if things didn't work out. So we kind of jump back and forth. So back with Ari, she says that their relationship issues really haven't made any progress toward resolution, and they're further apart now than they were before. So when he comes home, when she comes home and sees Benny playing with Avi, they remembers how good of a dad he is. She kind of comes to the realization about how important it is for her to keep this family together. So it kind of becomes like a weird, like other proposal like she's like we're getting married next week yes i've decided we actually are getting married next week so it looks like the wedding is going to be on and then avi makes them kiss each other um i don't know so does this it almost seems like ari is explicitly to me just making a stay together for the kids play here right um so yeah i kind of do think that they're that she's basically staying together because of the kids I mean, I do think that they love each other, and but I they got together in the first place because of the kids. So, right, yeah. and it's just I don't. I, I mean, when you watch them, it's like I don't know. The only thing she had to say that was right about their relationship is that he's good with the kid. 
right? Yeah, and, yeah. And it's also what is like he's good at he's good for playing with the kid. Like that's what he was doing for, for the kid. I don't know how. You know, he she always complains about how he's not there, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's definitely really good um, with Avi, but I I don't think that that's necessarily enough of a reason to stay together. I mean, it is in the case that. I mean, I can see where she's coming from because it's not like they she can break up and he can remain in the kid's life. Like, he can't. Yeah, like If that's they break true. up, he has to go back to Ethiopia. It's like a right? hard so, cut for him. With Yeah, that's true. Right, right. And I mean, and I mean, he's obviously not just good at um, playing with the kids. He's also good at sewing for the kids. You saw that? <laughs> I was really <laughs> impressed by that. Actually, it's funny because I, I totally thought he made those pants from scratch. And then I was like, oh, let me Google this. I got to see. And I... um. He was tailoring them, which is still really impressive. But okay. people were like, oh, no, there was a tag in the pants. Like, he did not make those from scratch. So I mean, but it looked like he was still – it looked like he was sewing the long seam, right? He wasn't like yeah. – did not like he did. He did more than just like cuff the – make them short. He did more than oh, just Oh, yeah, no. I mean, what he did was impressive. And he had like a legit sewing machine. I mean, I know plenty of people who can hand sew things. But to be able to get the machine all set up and know how to yeah. do it and have the right needles and the right thread, like it's actually – Kind of difficult. So yeah, I've definitely it, tried my hand at changing, just changing bobbins, and it's hard. <laughs> like I cannot get this. What do you mean? You have to look at hook it under the loop that hoops up when you do this. Like, what do you what hoop? What are you talking about? You're like, oh no, not that way. It, it's tricky, and it really is tricky. Yeah, it is. I mean, unless you've been doing it like your whole life, and that's actually something I have experience with. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, understand how difficult that is. Sure, sure. But this is another. Se- this is a segment where I feel like we get so much of him trying to be an MMA star, and we got him, you know, picking fake fights with Leandro or whatever, right? But then we like miss a bunch of important scenes, and all of a sudden they're, like, they're about to. Oh get yeah, married. this happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did the wedding dress shopping. We didn't show you that. Oh yeah, they did the. Uh, what else was there? A wedding venue, right? And then there was um, like her inviting Leandro or whatever that came up, right? It was like all these things are like – I feel like in past seasons, those would have each been episodes. And Yeah. I, it, but especially when it's like, okay, there's things going on, right? And and they just don't show it to us. And I feel like it's crazy because I feel like the other episodes you watch are like, oh my god, they're stretching this out. Do they not have anything? And it's like they did. They just – I don't know. I just feel like they're trying to change the show from – at the end of the day, at some point, it was a wedding show, right? I still want to judge people's wedding dresses. I still want to judge people's <laughs> choice of decor and decor and wedding venue and stuff. But like that, that was part of the show. And it's like part of the show that they're just like, no, that doesn't exist anymore. Yes, the wedding just comes together in the background and, and nothing else. All we're just going to well, talk yeah, about you're, is dynamics. You're right. They basically were like, okay, so this is like, you know, Benny's – MMA scene and then all of a sudden it's three days to the wedding and, and she did all these things that we didn't see. Like what what happened in all that time? Right. Why didn't they show any of that? Her trying to contemplatively, do I even have any vows to write? What's the point of writing the vows? And so it's <laughs> this like weird second proposal thing. Like, you know, it just I don't know, it seems like they could have done differently and had like more actual footage. And I feel like the people who watch the show, like I feel like if I was them, I would be like why did that camera follow me around for three days and use it for five seconds on the He's show? Nothing. Really dumb. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, for sure. And it's really funny. All right. So moving on. Okay. Well, let's go on to Miona and Jabri. So Brian and Mahala sit them down and want to talk to them about what the game plan is for moving out after the wedding. 
Jabri is really upset and says that his parents are not being supportive at all, but he can't answer any of their questions like, where is the wedding? When is the wedding? Where are you guys planning to live? Miona's pretty happy that they're being asked to move out, but she does feel bad that Jabri is so stressed. So he's just really upset that his parents didn't essentially hold his hands to plan the wedding or find him a place to live. And spitefully, he says, we'll just move out right now then. Brian and Mahala say they aren't kicking them out, but they just want a timeline. And Jabri says the conversation is over before stomping out of the room. So do you think he's actually going to try to find a place to live? Or do you think he's going to end up asking them if he can just stay longer? So, yeah, I don't think that Jabri... I don't know if he wants to make plans, but he won't make plans, right? Like, like what's his deal? Is he like unable to think do things on his own? Days ahead, it's not that just, hard. <laughs> it isn't, and and it's like, and it's uh, my thing is like, if you, dude, if you can't get an apartment, like at twenty eight years old, how am I supposed to be, believe you can put together a record? Right, you can work with a producer and, and actually put together an entire album worth of tracks and like uh, organize, you know, be ready for a tour or anything. I guess if the producer's telling you exactly what to do, but like you're 28 and you're getting an apartment. I, I, we, I know well, that I got yeah, I got my first I apartment when I was I got my first apartment when I was 22. Right? You, yeah. You, you, you probably you were earlier than that. You had your first apartment. Like you can handle that, dude. No, I mean I moved out when I was eighteen. Like it's not that difficult to do. But like the thing that's even crazier to me is that he he did live on his own, right? Like he only moved in with his parents recently because of this wedding, because of her coming over. So like he yeah. he's done this before. He knows how it works. He knows how to pay utilities. He knows how to pay rent. He knows how to find a place. Yeah, and she's so. Certainly what's the does. deal? He's just upset that like he's not having his hand held. I know. It just seems like it was really weird. Like, I just thought you guys would help me out more. Like, help you out with what? Like, your wedding? And if it's one of those things, like, if you want help, you need to specifically ask for the help that you want and not just be like, I thought you guys would be cooler, man. Like, uh, I don't uh. – Yeah, like, what do you need help with? Do you need help with the money? Do you need help with finding the location? Do you need help with picking a date? Like, what do you need help with? Because you haven't started anything. You right. have, you, you're, you're at square zero. Like, you need to start somewhere. Pick – Pick one task and go for it. And I feel yeah, bad I mean, for Miona in all this because there's not really much she can do with, with just like financially and not speaking English all that well. Like she's kind of just stuck. She kind of has to wait for him to make all the plans. Right. Well, and it's like – and she can't make any plans if he refuses to like settle on a date, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, what's the date? Like because I thought, you know, Brian Common came up with a little bit of a dick being like, Okay, great. When are you getting married? When are you moving out? When is this happening? He's just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right? But it, 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 that's true. Like I kind of thought it was bullshit the whole time, especially things like when, you know, Mahala and Brian are like, well, we can't. We If it's out of state, well, we don't have any time. I was like, dude, I, for my only child's wedding, I can, you know, put together figure something. It out. And get, yeah. Figure it out, how to get a plane ticket in a hotel room. But I literally can't do that until I have a date for the hotel room and a location. And a location. To buy the plane yeah, and a location exactly. I need to know I'm where I'm to. going. Like, what you just expect <laughs> right. me to like figure it out the day of? Because no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and so I'm I just, I'm just very confused with what he's doing. But and you do feel bad for Miona because she can't help. But I feel like Brian and Mahala, like Brian especially, even recognizes that. And because well, let's back up because she was thrilled. Right? Oh, yeah. She was, she, like, she oh, was so glad. She was yes. like, yes, finally, this is happening. <laughs> I want to move out so bad. Like, don't let me be the bad guy. Let his parents be the bad guys. Like, this is great. 
Right. But it, as they left, you know, Brian was specifically like, well, if you need any help with anything, and Jabri just kind of like made a grunt. He was like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> like she got the if you need any help with anything she's the one who's kind of stuck like they know she's just been like waiting for Jabri to do something like I just don't, how is he gonna have a music career I don't understand if he can't literally do anything he I won't. mean I guess your producer tells you where to be and when I don't know <laughs> yeah I mean because he was and, and Brian said that about like sulking around like a 15 years ago I feel like I'm 15 again it really was because he was acting like he was 15 again yeah like, well, and I just, I just don't get that. I mean, my, if I ever did that, if I, in my late twenties moved back in with my parents and acted like that, they would be like, Whoa, I know you're not talking to me. We're letting you live here. We're helping you out. And you're acting like we're doing nothing for you. Oh my God. Like no way. No way. When I was, when I was 28, I had two kids. Like, this, like what, what are you doing? Like, I know. I was on the other side of the couch, right? I was on the other. Now, granted, I wasn't giving my toddlers lectures about being responsible <laughs> finding apartments, but you know, I was on the oh no, I'm providing. <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm on the I'm providing side of the stage, not the uh, thing, because they weren't even actually kicking them out, right? No, they were just like, no. dude, what's the plan? Yeah, like we would just like to know when we're gonna be able to have our house to ourselves again, which I right. I totally I totally get because like that's actually <laughs> my sister is actually living with my parents right now because they moved here and my like everybody's just going crazy in the situation. They're all just ready to have their own space again. Everybody needs their own space. It really is such a huge burden just to it, just to have somebody in your space. It really is crazy. Yeah, for sure. All right, so moving on to let's, other other weird. I feel like everybody's weird. <laughs> I, I, the one I want to say for the end. So let's go to the other. I don't know my other cold feetish people, and that's Kara and Guillermo. So now this is the one that's on the last day, one day to marry. Right? It says at the beginning, um, and we're getting more of, about Guillermo and his more or less cold feet. So he's going to call his mom for the best answer or comfort or whatever it is she's going to give him because she's mom. Um, but when <laughs> she first gets on the phone, right, she her primary concern isn't like even what he's like saying or worried about as much as it's like, uh, yeah, camera's going to be pointed at the altar, right? You got all that arranged. We're going to be able to zoom into this thing, um, which I thought was pretty cute. So he tells her about uh, how his hairstylist kind of put all these, you know, kinds of doubt into his mind regarding the relationship. And he tells her that he may have kind of blown things by sharing his doubts with Kara like yesterday. So now what should I do? So her advice is that they both of them have to cut each other like a lot more slack in terms of, you know, what they're demanding out of each other. And, you know, don't <laughs> she basically tells her to not turn the marriage into a prison for her. And also just relax. But whatever it was, it worked. And he seems much more confident about the relationship now. So after his feel-good conversation with his mom, it's time for Guillermo to try to make Kara feel a little bit better about them getting married after he, you know, put a big fork in it or whatever the last time. Um, so, you know, right, because – and especially that's true because especially right now, she's not feeling too great after that conversation. So he apologizes to her for the fight and making her feel insecure. And she just wants to feel comfortable that he's at least going to show up on Friday. And now uh, she says everything is resolved in her eyes, though. Um, but the next step is now her bachelorette party, where Guillermo was supposed to just kind of stay downstairs in the guest bedroom or whatever, because where else is he going to go? Like, um, And Kara promises to try not to drink too much. 
But two hours later, we get to see the um, what did I even say? The <laughs> we get to see the bachelorette party. So everybody comes in with a bottle of champagne, um, and Guillermo gets the dog because it comes down and it's scared. So good for him. So they have it's. I don't know. It's kind of what you think of. They're not at bars, obviously. They're in her house, but it's kind of a say, you know, standard kind of bachelorette party stuff. She has a tiara and a sash, and there's like penis glasses and dirty games and stuff. You know, the kind of things you expect. And um, then, uh, you know, but then what's not so traditional is when she starts like complaining about Guillermo and him being insecure about the wedding, which is kind of a downer time to bring it up i think but you know it's on tv but you know she she kind of you know complains about it a little bit but then also gets it because she was like well if i had to marry somebody as high maintenance as me i would also be worried <laughs> like but it does seem like everything's going to move forward um so i don't know i just i kind of my question it kind of goes off board because this is something i know we've talked about a lot is like offline what happened to bachelorette parties like this? Like this, I feel like this used to be like the standard bachelorette party, right? And now it's like, oh, this is our lame last minute, like thing that we did. Um, yeah, I guess it is kind of how bachelorette parties used to be. I don't know. I think people still did get dressed up and go out, but it was like much yeah. smaller, a one night thing, you know, like go out, bar hopping, get drunk, whatever. Not these like crazy trips that they are now where everybody's expected to take off a week of work and... Not, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're fun, but it's definitely yeah. a lot different. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I guess, well, the thing was too, was when I got, when I got married all those years ago, like it was, we were very low budget on everything. So it was definitely more like, why don't you just come over for the afternoon and we'll, there'll be penis gummies and penis shot glasses. And like, <laughs> you know, that'll be that. Right. And, and it is that kind of party where like, you know, and I've done that Guillermo thing where it's like, I don't have anywhere else. I don't know. I'll just hang out in the basement, <laughs> which is like, I, I don't know what I think about that, actually. Like, I kind of feel bad for him that like, because he is not totally comfortable with her being a party, being the party girl that she is. Right. Yeah. And, but it's also like, well, what are his options? Was he going to? Well, he doesn't know anybody. Yeah. He doesn't know anybody. So was he going to just go to a bar alone and just be like. You know, because people will talk to you if you're alone in a bar and have to be like, yeah, my my fiance's having her bachelorette party. And yeah. I wasn't allowed to be home, so I'm here. Well, when I get that Kara wants to have her bachelorette party, like that's totally fine. I think it's kind of crappy that they – she was talking crap about him like one or two floors up. I don't – I mean, I don't know if he oh. could hear her. I'm guessing he probably couldn't hear her. Right. But I'm sure he could hear everybody like laughing upstairs and having fun while he's laying on the bed with the dog I mean, I, I the just, dog is not the worst thing. I'm glad the well, dog came out with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I guess I feel like she either should have had like a combined bachelor bachelorette party to involve him or try to set something up for him. Even if it was just like a, hey, this is my one friend. The two of you go out and do something like, right. I, I don't know. It just seemed, I did feel kind of bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I. No, I'm, what I'm not going to feel bad for is her when she has to get married hungover. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> that seems so crazy to me. Why would you do it the night before? I know. It's just, well, I guess, uh, so that's kind of the original origin, right? Because clearly a bachelorette party is like a derivative of, ba of bachelor party. Bachelor parties were the first things, right? Right. Um, and, but it was definitely supposed to be that. Like, oh, it's your last night of freedom. Last <laughs> night we were not tied down. So it was traditionally like the day before the wedding. It just sounds 
Like a terrible that, idea. <laughs> awful. It sounds. I don't want to be hung over at my wedding. Like that just sounds miserable. It does, right? Well, like, and you and, know and, she was getting drunk too, because like I mean, I know she said she would try to hold back, but yeah. they the first thing they whipped out were the penis shot glasses. So yes. they're doing shots and, all night. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, shot, shots for me is when things go down very quickly because like you can, I could drink a whole lot of drinks I didn't intend to drink before I can even feel them. And all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I can't take that back. Right. Yeah, and they're and, so much quicker too. Like you throw one back, it takes what, 30 seconds if that, and then if you take that, a drink, yeah. drink and it could drink take a whole hour. Yeah, and it's just like, especially because I know you're you're well aware of what it's like when I'm hungover. I just feel <laughs> awful, and it's it gets worse. Part of it's because I'm getting older, and you know, I, I, there's a lot of you know, knock it back and rally, and like hair of a dog, and you're good the next day. Like from in your in your early twenties and mid twenties or whatever. But I'm older now, and I'm just like, no, what? <laughs> just I just feel <laughs> nauseous the entire entire day. Ooh, I'm like, this awful. is awful. I don't want to, yeah, it's thing. I don't want to turn around when my wife is, you know, walking down the aisle for the first time as my bride and just be like, yeah, I really am holding it together so I don't throw up. Like just, <laughs> that's what I'm doing I'm sure right now. sure the guests would love that too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Going to be awesome pictures, by the way. Well, yeah. plus <laughs> like at the wedding, I mean, the wedding's a big party. You're going to be drinking too. And how you want to like, you know, amp yourself up to get in the yeah. party mode if you're hungover. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm like. Yeah. The the, the thought of alcohol when I'm like super hungover. The, even the thought of it is like, oh my god, no, get get it out, no. All oh, right, so, so one I thing. Mean, one thing I actually okay. wanted to point out was that um, because they did the bachelorette party at the house, it was actually a pajama bachelorette party, which I thought was kind of cute. Oh yeah, that's kind of a nice that's idea. A good idea. I guess it. I mean, it wasn't. It was, it was kind of funny because she had to like point it out. If you just showed me a bunch of those people at the party, I wouldn't be like, oh, they're all wearing pajamas. But I feel like that might just be like a COVID thing where everybody just wears their most comfortable clothes everywhere now. And, and so pajamas. <laughs> or like I can't differentiate between pajamas or whatever else. It's just, <laughs> yeah, they're like sweat shorts, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Patrick and Thais. So Patrick and Thais start out by talking about how she's going to tell her dad. They decide to call him together, and Thais gets right to the point and tells her dad, Carlos, that they're getting married this month. Carlos's response is just, already? Patrick tries to explain that this is happening quickly because of the visa, but it's clear Carlos isn't happy. Patrick decides to step out so that Thais can talk to her dad alone. She tries to throw a bunch of reasons at him why this is a good idea, but Carlos basically tells her to cut the crap and can't believe she didn't tell him. They go back and forth for a bit, with Carlos saying 90 days isn't long enough to know someone, and Thais saying, but we've been engaged for over a year, which apparently Carlos knew about. So he's just pretty convinced that Patrick is trying to deceive her and thinks that she needs to leave as soon as possible. She's really torn after her conversation with her dad and feels like maybe he's right, Afterwards, she tells Patrick that her dad doesn't like him and wants her to come back home. He's really shocked by this, and she asks what would happen if she did go back home, and Patrick says the relationship would be over. Thais is really torn and starts crying, getting very emotional, which is something Patrick's never seen her do. He tells her he can't imagine his life without her and would do anything to be with her. So do you think she was really afraid of her dad's reaction to the wedding or more worried that he could convince her to come back home? Um, so yeah, no, I, I think that's something that she's not open with Patrick about, 
about why she wasn't telling her dad because I very much think that it was because of that. I, I, I mean, I did, right? Like there's a lot of things communication-wise that aren't going on here, right? The fact that Patrick didn't even know that her dad didn't like him. Right. Right. He was like, I thought the guy liked me. And I was like, well, nobody else watching the show did. She certainly didn't, right? So that's that's a lie, right? And like the fact that the dad was going to tell her to go back to Brazil. Like I yeah. knew that. I, I'm I knew surprised that. I knew he, he, he didn't that. think that though. Like how right. – you've got to think that. Yeah, I I, and he was so, – he was t- but he was taken aback by that. And me knowing that, I was like, oh, no, I I really think – Part of the reason she wanted to lock it down, she wanted to get married first, is because he can't talk her out of it when it's done. No, and what's he going to do? Say, you're married now, come home? Like, yeah. you, you kind of can't at that point. Like, you're his wife, so. Right, right. Because yeah. because the logic she gave for not doing it makes no sense at all. Like, it, if I'm afraid he's going to try to talk me out of marrying you, so let's get married first before I tell him, that does logically make sense. It's deceptive, it's manipulative, but at least logically consistent, right? Well, and from Patrick's point of view, even if she was straight up with him, I like I think he still would have been like, "No, you got to tell your dad." I don't care if that's the reasoning. You like, do, but you know what he might not have done is left the room to be like, "Well, I'll let you hang, hash it out with your mm-hmm. dad." Yeah, that's right? true. That's true because maybe he could have like, I don't know. The dad doesn't like him. It is what it is. Like, well, and, and it's kind of like news to me that the dad knew that they were engaged for over a year. So if Carlos knew that, then I'm kind of surprised that he didn't think that the whole plan was for her to come over and get married. Like, like that's what happens at the end of engagements. I don't. <laughs> but you, yeah. Cause you'd think he would at least mention it as a possibility. Right. Yeah. Like, like, um, you know, like, you know, they're engaged. And I, I believe he thought like, whatever they're engaged, quote unquote, like whatever, no, not a big deal, whatever. That's no, not never going to happen. Not really. And obviously he's wrong. But you'd think if she was like, well, I'm going up to marry him, he'd be like, yeah, I'm going up to visit him and I'll be back. You'd be like, please don't get married or yeah. something, right? <laughs> At least like, or like you're going to get married in America, aren't you? I just yeah, know what's coming. Right. Well, that's the thing too is we, we kind of established that. He, he doesn't know Patrick. And so he it, his argument isn't – and we've seen this a lot from a lot of people and it's legitimate. It's not I can't tell you what I think because I don't know this person. It was, I don't like him. And the only thing he has against him is he's American. Right. He's like, basically, Americans keep Brazilians as sex slaves, and I don't like that. He's American. That's what he's trying to do. End of story. I don't like him. So it's not like Patrick could win him over. No, and I don't think he ever will. Maybe maybe if they stay together and, like, five years down the line and they have kids, like, then then maybe. But, I mean, like, it's not like he doesn't know him like he's never met him. He's met him many times, right? I mean, Patrick yeah. was living over there. He, yeah. So, I mean, it, I don't know that his um, that Carlos will ever like Patrick because at this point, if they've been together, if they've been engaged for a year, I don't know how long they've been together, but you, I'm, I'm thinking they've been together for a couple well, years, she said, right? She said, she said two years, I think. Yeah. So at this point, if you don't like him, I mean, it's kind of out of your hands as a dad. Like that, that, they've been together for two years. She's moving to like, well... I guess, again, he didn't know that. But it just seems like crazy. Like, you would think that's a, the next logical step, especially at their age. It's not like they're 16 years old. I mean, that's what people right. in their 20s do. They date for that's a couple of years and they get engaged <laughs> and they get married. Like, that's not yeah, that, news. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And, yeah, I just I just don't know it because, like – and I, it's one of those things that, yeah, it's, it's surprising that Patrick didn't see through it because the logic that she was giving him before made zero sense. 
right? right? My dad will like you better if you marry me secretly than if I tell him we're getting married. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. No, and, th- and that's like I think where John came in a little bit, right? Because yeah. he he kind of was like, no, this is this is bull, dude. Like, what are you listening to? Yeah, <laughs> they had that talk out in the garage. I was like, he he couldn't like go upstairs or downstairs or anywhere. He just sit in the unair conditioned garage. I think it's it was like- just closer to the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> then like John had to come out like awkwardly, like just like, oh yeah, hi there. Um, I'm looking out to this garage here. It's so weird. Yeah. It's a giant house. Like, it's a really big house. I don't think he's allowed on the second floor. That's John's floor. <laughs> John's floor. Well, I mean, yeah, Patrick can go up to John's floor. Thais doesn't want to go up to John's floor. It's going <laughs> to smell like socks and whiskey, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to, let's say, Eve and Muhammad. So we're back in the kitchen fighting again. I don't know. Well, kind of fighting because they're just like standing there silently and awkwardly in the kitchen. Um, They're both hoping that today goes better than yesterday when they had the fight about him texting her about finding a new sponsor. So she's upset that Muhammad doesn't care about what matters to her. So they both explain to each other why they were upset. And Eve says this has been like, you know, two years and she doesn't want to give it up, you know, give up two years worth of work of meeting Muhammad or whatever. I don't know. It's a sunk cost fallacy. So I'm not sure where they stand at all actually now. So then we see um, Eve working with her friend Tatiana at her practice. So as she starts the cupping therapy, they start talking about the wedding planning. And then of course that quickly leads to the fight. So Tatiana really reacts to the part where Muhammad threatened to find another sponsor um, so Eve says she's still really hurt by that, but accepts his apology, which I don't act. She tells Tatiana she accepts the apology, but I don't remember him actually apologizing for that. Um, maybe he did it off camera. Um, anyway, so yeah. So, so he also wants to smooth things over between Muhammad and, you know, her squad. Since the first meeting where they asked him if he was a virgin and watches porn and all kinds of awkward things, and it went very poorly. So now that things are more or less patched over, she meets Muhammad in a coffee shop at her lunch break and is pressed that he, impressed that he managed to bike there all the way without getting lost. So she drops on him that she, what she wants is to get the squad together at the house and try to paper things over with Muhammad. So after the last meeting, after that last meeting, she feels like Muhammad was expressing that he doesn't want to have to deal with them. And that's really stressful for the two kind of important groups of people in her life to like be like, I don't want anything to do with one of the, with the other one. So she wants on that day to do a fire ceremony to show him some of the spiritual aspects of her life. So he doesn't understand why, if he's uncomfortable with these people, she's still trying to make him meet with them, but whatever. Um, so she wants him to be more open and they have very different definition of what open means because she means like open-minded to new experiences. And he means open as in honest, because he's like, I'm very open that I don't like your friends. I'm open about that completely. <laughs> So anyway, he doesn't want to have to share a table with them and he doesn't want them at the wedding because of how disrespectful they were to him. But that makes Eve feel like she's trapped in the middle. So she calls a squad and her she calls a squad her family and tries to explain how much her wedding would be ruined if these important people weren't there. And if especially if they were like fighting at the wedding. So he says that he just wants to make clear that he's not going to stand around for another interrogation. So soon it's time for the squad to come over for the fire ceremony and they're setting up the fire pit and it's some sort of 
thing that's meant to cleanse, purify, and you know, let go of a negative energy between everyone. So Eva's hoping that Muhammad is open to new spiritual experiences and also can at least learn to tolerate her friends. So he says that it'll be nice as long as they're nice and they don't attack him. But before they even light the fire, Muhammad is already kind of rolling his eyes when they talk about like manifesting intentions that they wrote on paper. So he watches silently as Eve cleanses her healing stones over the fire and her friends, the burn their intentions, the wishes, things like that. Um, so he keeps a distance and says it's like he's watching a movie. Um, so that's all because he has a lot of trouble with her beliefs, which is to him demonstrating that she does really not believe in the same kind of God that he believes in. So he claims that asking a fire instead of God for their wishes goes against his beliefs. Not even doesn't like line up with his beliefs, but like goes against them and are showing him that this is not, and so of course, not a good way to endear um, his friends, you know, him to her friends. So after the ceremony, they throw a little bit of shade at him. Um, about how they didn't think, you know, we didn't think you liked us. And he's pretty much like, well, yeah, that's right. I don't like you. You attacked me when last time we get together. So he starts to get back into, you know, who was right and who was wrong in the last conversation. And he tries to nip that conversation in the bud and stop the fight. So they move on to asking, well, how did you like the fire ceremony? Which he's like, the fire was warm. That was nice. <laughs> So Eve is frustrated that Muhammad is not open to any of her spiritual practices, and that could be another thing that gets in the way of them being married. I mean, so I guess, is, do you, I mean, Eve has high hopes for it, but is there any chance that him and these friends reconcile? No, I, I no. There's no way he's going to get along with her friends. Like, I don't even know why she was thinking that that was a possibility. I mean, he should try to get along with her friends for her benefit, but... No, he's very clearly, I don't like them. Well, he, but I don't know. What kind of what kind of bothers you about the situation? I agree. He's never going to like the friends, right? But he pretends that he doesn't like them because they were mean to him that one time. And they were they mean were. to him that one time. Like that was an interrogation. They did jump down his throat. But he already said he didn't like them before they met. Yeah. He was already like, oh, these – wild friends that are making you drink and making you wear skimpy clothing and, you know, they're a bad influence on you and things like that. He was already at that point. Like he was never going to, he was never going to like them. It's just that this made them in, be, them being mean made them like intolerable. Yeah. Well, I mean, also in his defense, like not only were they mean that one time, but they, they're just very backhanded comments toward him all the time, yeah. or at least yeah. all yeah. two they're, times they've hung out. They're like super they should aggressive. also yeah. be trying for uh, for Yvette. I mean, I don't know. It just it, her friends kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I mean, and the way they ask the questions and stuff, it's like super judgingly asking. Like, oh, Yvette has this. Is that gonna bother you, Muhammad? Is that really gonna bother you? Know, I think it might bother you. And it's like, what are you in seventh grade? Like, what we is, we is, almost is didn't come at? over tonight because we thought you didn't like us. Well, yeah, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> right. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, and, you know, then we have this whole fire ceremony thing that is like, I mean, you, I'm going to give it up for that. If, that. if these are the kind of things she believes, I don't think it's any more, you know, absurd than anything. Religion is religion, right? Everybody's religion is equally goofy it's just we're used to some of the goofy ones more <laughs> goofy ones than they are right so i don't want to like you know 
crap on everybody's religion, but man, like he didn't even try. No, and as someone he didn't. who's demanding that she almost convert, it's like he wants her see? to get married in the mosque, and yeah. he won't even like kind of go along with this fire ceremony thing. Like right, you literally he, don't have to do anything but just stand there and don't be a dick. Like it's yeah. not that hard. And you just had to be like, oh, I found it interesting. That was that was that was a very that was something I hadn't experienced before. Like that kind of stuff, very unique. It's not very unlike. Instead of he's just like, the fire was warm and I'm gonna privately say that this is against my religion. Yeah. Right? And I, and maybe it's an English, you know, English thing, and it's like it's this doesn't you know go along with my religion, or this is not my religious beliefs. But he just like almost like oh no 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 they're they're doing something bad for my religion. Like if I'm saying something is against my religion, I mean it's like, you know, like I'm, I'm like something that is sacrilegious, something that's offensive right. to my religion, right? Well, and that just like leads me to wonder once again why is he with her? Because yeah. they're just so different. And I just, I don't even think he, I don't think he likes anything about her. I think he wants her to completely change and like, she can't believe the things she believes. I mean, it just seems, I don't know. I just don't even, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, he, it, was, it wasn't just like, ooh, this is not what I agree. He was like, this is stupid. Why would you wish in a fire when you can just ask God? Like, yeah. dummies. Like, <laughs> this is dumb. Like, but, and- I don't know. And it just – it also seemed like – I don't know. It just seemed like almost incomplete. Like I know that this is a big thing for her. It's part of her, you know, work, right? Because we saw her cleansing the stones that she uses at work and and she uses a lot of spirituality, spiritual things at her job. We've, we've seen her do it. And, you know, right. she kind of mixes it with, you know, things that are, you know, I wouldn't say more medically sound but more accepted um, as mainstream like – you know, your massage and even cupping therapy that these, these days is like – people yeah. don't think of it as some weird like – like they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that like pulling on muscles would loosen up tension and things like that. Not – you know, it's not like um, healing crystals or something where people are going to be like, yeah, I don't believe that does anything. You know, there's there's like scientific backing for it. Yeah, it's actually, but, that was actually pretty uh, crazy to see, isn't it? I've never seen it in person before. No, no. I've, I've seen people with the circles everywhere, right? Like I've seen the aftermath. Of coming here, like when I go to the pool, but like, cause I'm in a bougie area where I live, you know, I go to the pool with my kids, and there's definitely people who have like the circles all over their back and everything, cause from it. But yeah, I was like, it, it that's that's heavy suction. It really pulls the skin up in there. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah, it, but I mean, I kind of expected it to be when they said it's a whole fire ceremony and a religious thing they did. I expected it to be a little more put together, I guess. Like I, I thought you would have like a specialty, you know, fire ring where they did it instead of just like the fire pit you get at Home Depot, right? <laughs> With just kindling from around the world. Or like even even Jabri last week was like burning sage in the mom's room. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, but I mean, I guess it depends on what's allowed in their in their backyard and everything. And uh, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. I feel it didn't like look like she had a lot of space. Room. So yeah, she didn't have a ton of space, but it, I don't think there are many – I don't know. I, I don't know if wildfires are an issue in like New Mexico or what because I, I definitely know kind of that open fire pit with nothing on it. Definitely people who live in fire-prone areas are going to be triggered by that being like, oh my god, what are you doing? No, no, <laughs> can't do that. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> okay. Um, next up is Shida and Bilal. So Shida tells us that she had the prenup looked at by her lawyer and there are conditions she needs to talk to Bilal about. 
he makes a big show of stepping away from work since Shida wants to talk. He actually even put that in uh, finger apostrophes. He doesn't think they need to talk anymore because it seems like they aren't getting anywhere. Uh, and then later he tries to mansplain to Shida what love is and, and why they need a prenup because, you know, love is just a contract. Um, Shida's lawyer suggests that they add a timeline for children as well as verbiage for Bilal helping her to get the business running. He says it should clearly state that if they are to break up, her business and any income earned from it would be solely hers. There's some back and forth with this because Bilal is going to give her the, the startup money for her business and they're going to build their business after being married. So I guess my question for you is, does he expect to get 50% of her business that she's building, but then give her nothing of his business that, you know, he keeps earning from after they're married? All right. So, yeah, I, I mean, the way I pieced together the way he was talking about this prenup was that he keeps 100% of his business proceeds from before and after they're married. Anything, any money he makes through his business, he keeps. And he keeps 50% of her business after from, – from well, which is not – doesn't come before they're married. So he gets – you know, and they probably wouldn't be even. Let's pretend they're even. Let's pretend her business is fantastically successful and they make the same amount of money. He keeps 75% of what they Yeah, make which is crazy. Like even if she does borrow startup money from him, you would think that they could write in the prenum or write somewhere, you know, once I pay you back, whether it's with interest or not or whatever, you would think that after that point, like if that's her business, that's her business moving forward. Right. And I get I, I get that he where he's coming from, where he was like, no, 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 my business is already established and I'm giving you startup money for your business. But yeah, I would expect the prenup to then say, here's the X amount of dollars that I'm putting in to start up for your business. In the event of divorce, you owe me that money. Right? Yeah. Not you Which, owe me all the money you've earned half of the money you've earned through your business, even though I will not be, you know, giving you half of the money you earn in your business, right? Which just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I feel like that's that's the reason. Like, obviously, she had a business before and she left it, and so it's yeah. not like this is like a new thing for her. Like, she can she can start a new business. She's done it. She sounds like she was successful. But I think the whole point was that she wanted to have kids, and she was like, "Well, now I literally lose the choice to be a stay at home mom if I want because right. if if you continue to make money after we're married, but then we split up and you don't." Give me any of that money because you feel like I'm not, you know, deserving it of, of it or whatever. Then I, it just doesn't make any sense to me how he's. It doesn't make say any that. sense because you're right because he was like, well, yeah, my business was established before we were married, and I was like, well, so was hers, but she had to give it up yeah. to get married, right? She had and to so give everything she, up. She had to give that business up. She had a business that was established before they were married, and now she doesn't and the only reason she doesn't have it is because she's marrying you so you can't then say well if we start a business for you here that doesn't count because we started it after we were married that that's nuts it it almost sounds like he's treating her more like a child than a partner like when we're married i'm going to take yeah. care of everything financially this and that you don't well, have to worry right. about a thing she can't but if we break up it's like you're 18 and i'm kicking you out bye yeah no that is that's exactly what it sounds like it doesn't sound like a partner at all because that's the other thing too is now it's going to come down to it. It's going to be – you're going to have fights over, okay, um, one of the kids is – somebody has to stay home because the air conditioner is getting fixed. Well, I don't want it to be me because it's me. I'm losing out on money that I won't get. It's my money now apparently. Exactly. Right? If you stay and you earn money, then 
I don't get it and you don't get it. And then who pays? And then that isn't even getting into how you're going to split up the bills and stuff, right? So she, she's going to pay the bills with half his money. Or what about he's like gonna pay, her, her He's going to say, I, I'm not going to pay the bills because that's money that is mine instead of ours. Like, how does that work? Exactly. But then it also even comes down to things like, what about her needs? Like, is she going to be expected to buy all the groceries? Is she going to be expected to buy all of her own clothes? All of like, if she wants decorations for the house, is that all going to come just out of her money? Is he not going to contribute to that? Right. And, and, and that's one thing that you can discuss. And that's, but that's what he's saying is he's not even saying that. Cause yes, that is always a discussion you have to have when you have separate accounts, right? It, it really is. And, but this has the complicating factor of, well, when I'm spending my money, I'm actually spending half of your money. Half of that's your money, actually. It's not even my money because you're going to take half that money in divorce. Like, and, you know, then there's the lifestyle stuff and then there's the kids stuff, which I don't, you know, the more I think about it, the more it's like, I don't know how you can write that into a prenup contract because you can't force him to do the things that are going to, like, that's definitely not a valid contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Do the things that are going to make you have kids, right? <laughs> Um, just like you well, can't and, put and in. it goes even further because like not only can you not force that, but like who's to say that you know she can it's have kids or it's yeah, even, yeah, like what if it's not possible? Then then what? Right, and so yeah, it, it, uh, there may be some sort of like you know okay, well with it, after five years the terms of this contract change based on whether we have kids or not. Right? right, that I could see that being something. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but I would feel like if I wanted to talk to somebody about what was possible. I want to talk to a lawyer from Missouri and not from Trinidad. <laughs> yeah. And not necessarily somebody who's a friend either. Like a friend, yeah. yeah, is going to have your best interest. But like I also – there's something to be said for paying for a service rather than like having a friend do something for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just like – I'm sure the Trinidadian lawyer was perfectly, you know, professional and, you know, totally – I wouldn't say adequate's a bad word. But you know what I mean? Like he's – I'm sure he's a fine lawyer. He's just not an American lawyer. And like Yeah, he, he might not be familiar with the same laws and Exactly. Exactly. And 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 what goes in, especially when it's a completely different country. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many of this and family law is just so, so heavily by state to state stuff that I just can't imagine he being a full expert as much as he's saying, yeah, no, a contract where he gets 75% of the money is is bullshit. <laughs> Don't sign that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bringing it up, last up is – oh, I saved him for last because – oh, boy. Is Emily and Kobe. It has been a few weeks since they found out about the pregnancy and the vibe is tense in the house because Emily's keeping a huge honking secret. Um, she says she's conflicted because, you know, she wants more kids but the timing sucks. And she wants to, you know, wait until after the wedding to tell them because, you know, she wants to save her parents from stress. Nothing to do with the fact that they're paying for the wedding and she doesn't want to uh, jeopardize that, which is the reason we all know is the real reason. Anyway, so as things get closer, uh, they're bickering more and more, and now we see them bickering about the groomsmen, who is Pascal, Sam, and Temperature, who are all coming from Ohio, and Temperature is already in town. And, you know, Kobe's going to hang out with him tonight. Emily is confused because she didn't know Temperature was here in town and thought he'd be doing wedding stuff. Like Kobe would be doing wedding stuff with her. So anyway, then we jump to the hangout where temperature starts off with, I don't know, he's like wearing one of Hugh Hefner's smoking jackets. It's like weird. Um, and almost blows out the microphone yelling like, come on. Yeah. 
So they almost immediately jump to talking about how bossy Emily is. And temperature is like, and this is the part of saying, every time we have an African person on this show, they're always like, oh, American women, they're always the boss of the relationship. That's how it is. The men in their houses like the ladies. The men aren't on top like they're supposed to be. Just It's very, very repetitive on this show. So temperature isn't tied down like Kobe is because he got into the U.S. through the lottery. So he feels free to speak his mind about this, what he thinks is ridiculous relationship uh, patterns in the U.S. So thank, well, I thought thankfully we'd move on to that for a little while, but we come back to it. But the thing that's really bugging Kobe is the thing he's not supposed to tell anybody, the pregnancy. So he tells temperature anyway, because he needs to get the load off his chest. And temperature suggestion is, well, you know what? There's a huge African community in Ohio and Columbus where I live. You can give a lot of support there, make a lot of connections. You should come out here. But come on, we all know that's not going to happen. Emily's not going to leave her family. She's not going to leave Kansas. So now we're back into, then it jumps us back into the, well, you know, as the man of the house, you should just tell her if you're moving to Ohio kind of nonsense. It, Kobe says, it makes a lot of sense to him. So now he needs to assert his dominance in the relationship or something. I don't know. So apparently the way he's going to do that, assert his dominance, is by bringing temperature along to a family dinner. Or it's a lunch, actually. Um, so the family gets there first, and then temperature comes in a bit later. And it's the first time anyone, including Emily or Coben, has met the guy. So after he mentions, he talks about the big African population in Ohio. He is... Very quickly put back with the way Emily is treating Kobe, especially how she's like even ordering food for him, um, which, you know, temperature is like, you're not standing up for yourself like a man. So as he's simmering about that, they give us some more quick snippets of Emily being like telling him what to do. Pick that up. No, don't give him that. All right. So then at temperature point, temperature's had enough and has to tell her how he feels, which is that she's not giving Kobe enough respect in the relationship. Especially because, you know, Kobe's like a royal back in Cameroon. So that's news to everyone, especially Emily, because, ooh, does that make me a princess? Is there going to be a castle? This sounds amazing. So Kobe kind of explains that in how in Cameroon, there's a, a whole lot of tribes and chiefdoms. And within these chiefdoms, you know, his father is one, but he's pretty far away from inheriting that chief title. So it's really his father that's in the royal family. So he has chosen his own path. But anyway, all this was to say what Temperature was trying to get at is that Kobe should just have ultimate final say in every decision in the relationship since everything, you know, belongs to him as the man. So this puts the room into awkward silence. And then, you know, David, you know, Emily's dad has cracks a joke about, is this why you haven't married him yet? <laughs> so because we all know Emily is very strong-willed and can't be the number two in a relationship. So then we get another version of the argument we've heard, again, so many times in the show about, you know, African men and blah, 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 blah. And it kind of fades out as Kobe kind of agrees. He's like, oh, I agree with a lot of this. So I don't know. How, let's put it that. Let's go with that because you had thoughts about it. What, what are your first impressions of temperature here? Oh my God. I was so angry watching that segment. It was really, really, really hard to watch. I just wanted to like wring his neck and be like, shut up. Well, I just, I actually kind of wonder about it a little bit, right? Because this is not that they, this show loves this theme of 
African men think men should dominate the relationship and women should keep their mouth shut, right? But they say this comes up numerous times with numerous couples. And I just wonder if like, did they bring him in just because like, hey, we need the African men think they're on top storyline and Kobe's not bringing it. Bring in somebody <laughs> else because he doesn't seem to know temperature all that well. No, so did right? he meet temperature in the States or did he meet him back in I think in he met him in the States. Okay. I think he met him in the States. Um, because it was him and all of them are coming from Columbus. It seems like there's probably some sort of Cameroonian, you know, contingent, uh, you know, group of people, population in Columbus, Ohio, uh, which was what temperature was saying, which is why he thought they should move to Columbus with the baby. Cause it would make things easier for Kobe to have, you know, culturally familiar things around, bit, be able yeah, to have community. a network. Yeah, to, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was like – because especially because the, the dad asked. Like the most basic question I could imagine about temperature is why are you called temperature? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> what does your name mean? Yeah. Yeah. What is your name? Because we assume it's a nickname. But like he didn't – and then the dad even asked that. David even asked that. And Kobe is like, uh, I don't know. I, I met him and they said he was temperature. So <laughs> it's like this really seems like – as much as they called each other brother, didn't really seem like your brother. Yeah, yeah, it's more of just like a hey, we we have a few things in common, so let's right. just yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. probably the most uh awkward family lunch so dinner. Awkward. Oh, yeah, so, so awkward. Yeah. I mean, just like the the de- I don't know, you know, with camera cuts and everything too, but just like the look on everybody's face, the dead silence. Dead silences. <laughs> yeah, they put in there. I mean, it's it definitely something where you would expect that if you were if it was you and you were you were you were in Emily's shoes, you know, and your friend's friend, your boy your sorry, your fiance's friend is up here like saying ridiculous these ridiculous things at dinner, you'd be like, You gonna like say anything? <laughs> or like Yeah. You know, Honestly, at least her... tell him to like you think you think Kobe would can you at least tell him to like just cool it, dude? Right? I was actually a little like impressed with her reaction because I think I would I don't know that I would have been able to sit there and take that. I would have yeah. been like, well, you're in America, dude. He's he's marrying an American <laughs> woman, so this is our relationship. Back off. <laughs> well, and I thought it was I thought it was a little bit funny that like at no point was the idea that this is like a cooperative team where no person is the boss. That wasn't on the table. It was right, like, right. It's Emily one or the, the other. Boss, yep. Or Kobe is the boss. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like and it was and because I mean, I'll 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 say he started out when temperature started out, he wasn't necessarily wrong. Right. I mean, when I say started out, I mean at the dinner because when he was talking to Kobe before, he was like, You see these American men, they act like women. And I'm like, Okay, we're, we've started off terribly. Like, this is <laughs> but at the dinner, he was like, Wow, it seems like you kind of do a lot for him, as evidenced by her ordering his food for him. Yeah, that was weird. Right. Like, what was the weird. deal with that? He speaks English. It's not like he couldn't read the menu for himself. Yeah, and it's one thing to be like, oh, hey, what do you think about getting honey? Oh, lasagna? Okay, that sounds great. Oh, it ha- might, you know, and especially if his English might not be all that great, which I think it's fine. I think yeah. they speak English in Cameroon. Um, no, they speak French. We've been through that. They speak French. Um, <laughs> but you, they should be like, oh, make sure you know it has a lot of garlic in it. And I know you don't like for garlic, right? Something like that. I could even see being being on there. You might miss this on the menu. It's culturally you're not used to reading the ingredients and stuff. Whatever. I don't know how anything works, but I could see that being a thing. The fact that she was like, "You want the lasagna, hun? He'll have the lasagna." Was like weird. Yeah, it was weird. I, I mean, she's just a very controlling person in general, and and like, 
I mean, the point is, is it should be a partnership, not one side or the other side. But right. I feel like that was just the wrong thing to say from temperature. I mean, his, uh, wow, Emily's dad was just like, so temperature, that's why you're married, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I see why you're married. But like, yeah, he felt free. He was like, I'm not the, the other guys. I uh, I got here through the through the visa lottery. So I don't, I'm not stuck with this crazy American women. It's like, well, I guess you get no women then. Huh, how about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell yourself that's why you're not getting any women because you they choose not to let you be on top. But it's almost like, it almost sounded like Kobe just wants to be, I just want to, I just want to, you know, um, symbolically be on top. Like, I know you're going to make all the decisions and everything, but can we just like say that they were my decisions? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of starts off by defending her a little bit. What did he say? He, he was basically like, you know, she does a lot for me. Blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, man's on top. So he, yeah. he definitely, you know, didn't end on a, on a good note there. Well, and he really tried to nip that royalty thing in the bud too. Oh, right? yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And because I, I feel like it, it meant, got mentioned and Emily was like, royalty? Prince? Does that make <laughs> does that make me a princess? Yes. I saw the dollar signs in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, so that was everybody, and we saw everybody this this episode, right? So doing all this, who was your student of the week? All right, I went with Guillermo for my student of the week. I just thought it was really good that he made an effort to talk to his mom and kind of clear his thoughts and then go talk to Kara and, and make sure she was feeling, you know, good about the wedding moving forward. Yeah, I, I went with Guillermo too for the same reasons. Like, it was like he recognize that what he did last time was not ideal and like, you know, kind of figured out what he thought about it first and then like went to deal with it and, and, and make sense of it and, and try to rectify it second. So yeah, good. All right. How about your class dunce? My class dunce was temperature. Um, I just, I don't like the way that he was talking to Emily in front of her family. I just think he was really out of line you know, he should just stay out of it. It's none of his business. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So I went with Jabri um, just because it bothers me. Like I have to deal with teenagers all the time, every day. And it bothers me when adults are acting like teenagers. Because it's not like he even handled what they were asking him to do, which we talked about being a reasonable request and a reasonable thing for him to do as someone who's almost 30. Um, but his just like, oh. I guess you guys just don't like me, huh? Oh, I guess there's no reason, no point talking now, isn't there? Like that, like, sulking teenager thing that he was doing? Oh, that's ridiculous. Like, grow up, dude. All right, so what about your life lesson? Yeah, and my life lesson is basically based on temperature. Just sometimes you should keep your opinions to yourself. Um, it also kind of goes toward Muhammad, though, because even at, like, the fire ceremony... I know he wasn't really into it, but just pretend, just keep your opinion to yourself. Sometimes it's, you know, not worth it to have to be right. Sure, sure. So mine was like, I do actually think it's important during like wedding planning because things start just moving, right? It's a river that just starts flooding. And I do think it's important to kind of 
check in with each other and make sure that like this is still what we want right where this is going the way we want it to go and you still want to do this and everything like that and not have people get carried away and not giving people an off-ramp but kind of like you know emotionally check in and we kind of saw two people this time do that what that shouldn't happen is one or three days before the wedding <laughs> that is that is too late <laughs> you've waited too long <laughs> All right, so um, okay, so the one thing we did here um, this week is that they announced the like the cast for the next season. They're doing AGA oh, yeah. next, and you know we get the next season, and uh, I'm <laughs> disappointed. They're I think they're all really really bad. Like it's literally it was like you could have picked out of a hat. Which couples are you t- a tired of seeing on this show? Uh, Libby and Andre. Who just is so, like, dumb and infuriating that you don't want to see him anymore, Michael and Angela? And who had, like, a disaster of a season that you don't know, don't really want to see more of? Like, Kim and Usman. Like, I feel like it's all these people that I'm like, I don't want to see them. I don't yeah. want to see them. Like, these people are awful. So, I am I'm, I mean, I, I hope we can do the podcast, you know, with, with Miss H and I and, and, and have a lot of fun with it. But, man. Like I was a, that was kind of a bummer of announcement for me. I don't know what you think. Have you had any different opinions on any of the couples that you saw? No, I mean, I I guess I don't hate um Jovi and Yara, but I yeah, think that's true. because like they're I can relate to them more. The couples right. that there's just such massive like differences in their lifestyles, it's it's like painful for me to watch. I just right. don't understand it. Yeah, and there's too many people like I don't like the ones who feel like they're trying to be social media people. And they're just trying to keep themselves relevant yeah. by trying more and more things on the show. You're right. Yes, Jovi and Yara are probably the most stomach mo- easiest one. And because I do, I do seem to generally like Yara when she's uh, cracking jokes at people. I like her sense of humor. <laughs> I like her style, um, so she's fun to watch for me. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but yeah, it's everybody else is like. Ugh. Because I just I, I just want there to be more of a mix. I want there to be people I like, people I don't like, people I am like, oh, very cute couple. I, sometimes I like watching cute couples, and we yeah. just don't get that we very much anymore. We haven't had any of those in a while, though. Right? Yeah. And they don't come. They don't come. They don't often come back anymore. So it's it, it is. They're it just is not entertaining enough, apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So that's you know that's everybody. We talked so everybody this week. I guess we're wrapping up because we're gonna see some weddings i guess next starting next week um so you know we're getting yeah, there getting towards this did this newer pop final push of his new season so we'll be back here again or at least i'll be back here with somebody again next week okay <laughs> all right we'll see everybody then all right bye bye, bye.